Emma. Hello. I have <laughs> hunger. <laughs> and it can only be solved, satiated by hunger. <laughs> oh, well, that's convenient because we just watched a movie called Hunger. Wow. <laughs> hunger. <laughs> Well, yes. yeah, we can this, talk about it. <laughs> this is our uh, our dessert course in the trilogy of food horror. And this one is, I'm going to use a Goldilocks analogy. Uh, I've been thinking about this, and I feel Goldilocks, the story of Goldilocks is perfect. The Three Little Bears are these three movies. So we started with Too Hot, with Fresh, where it was like the violent one. You know, you see the most like, gory food eating stuff you got the, the grossest of the fat people and then you know you go on to the second bowl of porridge and then you got yourself too cold that's the menu where it's like ooh, it's very subtle and and, and lovely and well paced and like you know what common mainstream audiences goldilocks is the mainstream audience here in this analogy and mm-hmm. mainstream audience are gonna be like nah this is too slow not enough stuff happens it's too cold it's like i need something different and then you go to hunger and that's just right, because it's kind of the combination of both ideas put together, but more on the nose than the menu. It's definitely more in your face. It's definitely showing you very obviously what it's trying to say, but it's like it combine. It's not as like gross as fresh. So it's like kind of the just yeah. in the middle of. It's the, the Goldilocks, but it's also. Um... Not really a horror movie, so it's, it's kind well, of yes, funny it's not a horror that movie we're reviewing it. That's yeah, why. so it is, but it is a very like those three movies. It's a very interesting like food trilogy in a sense because I could still describe this as like mental horror in a way because it's sort of like it gets you thinking about the different levels the of society. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Like the the villain of this, I guess you could say he is kind of the most horrific part of it of like what you can turn into if you let your greed and uh ego take over your life like that you'll just become someone like this i yeah i really respected the movie for the character who's he's like the co-main character of the movie almost but he is also the villain of the movie yeah and it's almost like a like a rocky movie where you're following both rocky and the guy he's gonna fight (laughs) yeah it is kind of yeah it's but you don't know at the beginning of the movie that this guy's gonna be you know rocky's ultimate opponent he's just like your meant like a really intense mentor but then like as you, I really enjoy how as you peel away the layers, you think maybe there's going to be some like, oh, this is where his redeeming arc comes. It's like, no, every layer is just worse yeah. than the last. Oh, yeah, it keeps, yeah, the, the center of the onion does eventually become sweet, but it's very, very bitter up until, like, the very end there. Well, well like, just I don't the, know the, the char- what's going to the character of the villain character. He oh, was, the character of the villain, yeah. He like, is bitter all the way to the core, for sure. He's worse and worse. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> so I guess we don't need to have like a full on intro since this is just a casual creeps episode this time. It is. It is. Um, there's there's no perspective horror to look at. the The food is no. <laughs> it doesn't really need a gore rating because it is a very watchable movie. It's not really yeah. gory in any way. It's just um, an adult movie, I guess. An adult movie, yeah. <laughs> adult themes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I will say, like, when researching this, I was like, there's barely anything on this movie, because, like, even, 
you know, ev- like Netflix movies, movies yeah. that go straight to Netflix, there's no information. But this one is a Taiwanese film, yeah. so it has part. even less because yeah. it just it feels like people in the Western world just we're so cocky with our English language. Like we just think like that is the main language of the world. Yeah, and yeah, there's I know. other. I feel like. It's like almost a waste of time for me to ever mention like foreign films to people, even though there are like so many fucking good foreign films. So much I you... I have learned to appreciate foreign films so much over the last like five ish years, I would say. Just as like the decline of Western movies have become just like blockbuster nonsense. Like I found like this like salvation in like foreign films because they still make movies yeah. for stories because they don't they're not like gluttonous pigs where they have 250 million dollar budgets they they make movies on like an actual moderate budget like here yeah. have five million dollars to make your film and then they make an amazing piece of art because they have an amazing they have a really good story to tell yeah. and they get good actors and just because it's in another fucking language it it's still People amazing don't watch because it. yeah. I, I really discovered that like through watching foreign films that it's not so much about what they're saying like my like it's all about their body language and you really kind of appreciate their acting a lot more because you have to like focus on yeah what they're actually acting more because i don't know what they're saying normally but i also don't want to just stare at the bottom of the screen so it's like yeah you kind of like oh exactly you get to like read their body language a lot more and it's like oh they all seem like better actors or i'm just paying more attention i don't know which one it is my first my first foreign film was Emily and it uh Oh yes. <laughs> it's a lovely it's a lovely movie and oh. it was yeah, one of those movies that kind of made me fall in love with foreign movies because you're just like it's just a different a little bit of a different culture and it's got some like unique quirkiness to it that doesn't necessarily exist where we're from, so it's just yeah. so lovely to the, watch and the to see are the differences. <laughs> The, it's refreshing. It's cute. The music is gorgeous in that movie. Yeah, I'm sure that's a very common movie that a lot of people have seen. Yeah, it's a foreign film that Emily a lot of people. Emily and Pan's Labyrinth, like Pan's Labyrinth. Oh like, yeah, Pan's Labyrinth. I forgot that's a foreign film. Yeah, because I, I love so, that it's one so too. Good. It's so good. All you remember is the stunning visuals. You're not like, oh yeah, but it was it's also the, a foreign film. So. No, it's it's just... the first movie I saw that actually made me think like, oh, I like editing because I recognized all the like shadow cuts that they did in the film. I was like, oh, that's so clever. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I don't know. It's like, however old I was, I was like, oh, shadow really cuts are cool. <laughs> it's like, I did not I don't think know. about the editing when I watched that movie. <laughs> Ew, yeah, I don't know. It was a cool, it was a cool uh, transition. I appreciated it. Now I'm realizing it's very common. <laughs> <laughs> I love Guillermo del Toro. He always uses like the old fashioned, like uh, kind of like horror movie oh, transitions, yeah. like the the sort the fade ins to like the one spot and stuff. <laughs> yeah, or fade it's out nice, yeah. charming. But yeah, we can get into hunger, and I actually had to scroll through the movie to research it because there's no like nowhere online actually summarizes it. Oh really? And like normally. I can take some notes and then like go and double check with some like yeah. uh, websites and make sure that I have all the information and then go through the movie if I need to like get more. Yeah. But it's yeah. like, yep, I literally just have to scroll through the movie again <laughs> to think to like refresh my memory. So yeah, yeah, I I can just never remember the characters' names. I can always remember the plot of a movie, but I just that never remember the names. <laughs> was the hardest thing because it was so. 
It, yeah, like, oh, I, don't no, know. I don't know Paul. why there's no That's information. Right, Chef Paul and you, I think. Yeah, really. Chef yeah. Paul. It's spelled A-O-Y, so I think it's oh. uh, Oi? Oh. Aoi? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, I couldn't pronounce it myself by reading it, so I just started listening to how people said it. <laughs> they sound like And they say it. Yeah, Oi or you. you? Or, I don't know. Oi, Oi, you. Oh no! Maybe I'll just say the main girl. I'll say the main girl, just in in fear of like saying it super incorrectly. But Foreign anyways, are not well equipped for these. Because I was just reading it. I wasn't actually listening to it when I was researching. Because it's in a different language. So yeah. anyway, um, so yes, we start on Chef Paul and crew, and they are creating a disgusting-looking high-end meal for very rich clients, uh, and it looks as if he's basically mocking them like you can tell from the very beginning like this guy chef paul is a very serious chef he's what he created in that first scene was a bunch of seafood with like a gray but it had like this gray oily looking sauce so it like depicted like an oil spill kind of that's what the he was almost like what it looked like it was almost like you could make an assumption that all of those people actually like own like the guy maybe owns an oil company or something and he's actually like insulting him by like forcing him to like actually dip fresh seafood in this like black sludge because like right off the bat it feels like his food is very much mocking people and like absolutely like that almost like is a achievement i think that if like the menu almost kind of misses out on is the idea that the like i guess they do tell you the food's supposed to mock you but it's just so much more in your face in this movie where it's like oh wow it's like it's so in your face yeah he is very much mocking these like idiotic rich people that are just so clueless to how like and they know, know, and and it's so wonderful once he starts, like, once he gives his full explanation as to, like, his, his, his like, I guess, life philosophy, <laughs> like, how he just, you realize how much disdain he has for these people. And it's oh, like, yeah. Oh, it's, it's toxic. Yeah. yeah. You, you realize eventually, like, how deep down it really is, but, um. It's like the core yeah. of his people. Oh, yeah, that's his whole person, his, yeah. just his bitterness <laughs> towards humanity. Yes. Um, so after this scene, we cut directly to a poor Taiwanese family making noodles at their own family business. And it's just like that that contrast where it's like, I want to eat there. Like, yeah. I want to eat that food. Like, they, I they... don't want to <laughs> dip my seafood into oil. Like, no, no, no. They make it, like, so much more <laughs> happy and comfort and comforting where it's like, yeah, she's, like, flipping in her big fiery walk and you got this big bunch of You can of see the passion. Yeah, you're like, yeah, you can see you can see she's good at what she's doing. She's passionate. She's covered in grease and, like, yeah. sweat and just making, like, Just in one of those, like, awesome, like, Thai food. kitchens. Like, uh, like, oh, like, on Netflix, they have, like, this, like, street food documentary show oh, where they, like, cover so all of these amazing... And there's, like, this amazing yeah. little, like, Asian lady. She's, like, 80 years old. She still yeah. runs her own little single streetcar. And, like, she's, like, the most famous lady. She wakes up, like, 5 a.m. She has a super jacked arm from doing all of her walk stuff. And, like, she's this awesome boss little old lo- Thai woman. And she just makes, like, noodles all day long in her, like, a bunch of different stuff in her walk. And she's just, like, the oh most, famous, God. I want... most famous street vendors in, in, like, Thai. I think she's in Thailand, actually. And it's it's wonderful. I want to go to Thailand and Vietnam and, like, just eat all the food. Oh, like, it's my dream to go Vietnamese to a place like that. Vietnamese and Thai food are just my favorite food of 
all the food in the world. It's so good. Oh, so good. Yeah. Um, yeah. I love all the flavors so, yeah. of Southeast Asia. Just... <sighs> yes. So we have this... The, she's the main character, the noodle girl. So yeah. you call her... You I call noodle her noodle girl. girl. <laughs> <laughs> We've got a... Oh, I could call her noodle. That's like oh, my cat's noodle. name. <laughs> There you go. Perfect. Uh, so we've got we've got Noodle. She's uh flipping right. flipping her noodles, and uh, she's actually approached by someone that uh, just ate her noodles, and uh, is like, "You're too good to be working here. You should be, you should be working for us." And he gives her a business card, and it just says "hunger" on it, and she's like, "Okay, uh, interesting. Thank you." Like, doesn't really say much, and he. He leaves, and she's kind of taken aback by this, and, uh, yeah, she looks up, eventually, she ends up looking up this, this restaurant, and the main chef happens to be a celebrity chef, Chef Paul, whom we saw in the beginning, and she basically is like, okay, well, let's see, let's see what happens. Yeah, she has some ambition, like, she has a spark, she, she wants has to, some like, ambition. be seen. <laughs> she wants to be seen, you can tell, like... Yes, there is some passion for cooking those noodles, but she does look pretty beaten down at the same time. Mm -hmm. So she's kind of she's very young. She's in her early twenties, and like she's doing this like like any young twenty year old. I don't think she quite appreciates her family at that point. Like she wants to be on her own. She feels that like you know she's getting dragged down by like having all these nattering people around her, and she just wants to like focus on her food and be you know. You can tell she's just like okay, so I'm too good for this place. Interesting. So she goes. She goes to this restaurant and she shows up in the back before all the cooks arrive in the kitchen, including Tone. And Tone is the guy that um, gave her the business card. So his name is Tone. Everyone arrives uh, kind of suspicious of her and it seemed like she's about to leave, but then walks directly into like Chef Paul as he walks in. It's like, (laughs) oh, fuck, there he is. Okay. And so... You can tell immediately, like, the vibe in the kitchen is just, like, cold, serious. Like, yeah. all the chefs are at attention. Like, don't yes, fuck chef. with him. <laughs> don't fuck with Chef Paul. And um, Chef Paul, he basically looks like an evil, intimidating version of Keanu Reeves. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. You called him evil Keanu Reeves. <laughs> evil Keanu. <laughs> that's right. Evil Keanu. <laughs> he is. He's, like, the antithesis of Keanu Reeves. Yeah, he's the evil. He's the dark Keanu. <laughs> Yeah, Keanu down, down a rough road. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, so Paul, uh, Chef Paul demands her and the sous chef both try to cook some fried rice. Yeah, because there's another guy trying out, and he was a sous chef at a really fancy high-end restaurant. So this guy's full of himself. He's wearing, like, this full chef outfit. He's got his little bag of knives. Like very, He looks like a top chef contestant. While our main noodle girl over here is just wearing yeah. a T-shirt and, like, you know, just walked in and was like, hey, what's going on? <laughs> Yeah. Hey, what are what's what's up? She's wearing like a cool shirt. Yeah. Yeah. The other yeah. guy's wearing like his chef outfit. For some reason, I thought he worked at the kitchen, and he just like. No, no, he's. Uh, so he I was, guess he's. He was also out. pulled in by uh, one of the higher up chefs. Brought him in for a tryout as well, because okay. that's why he gets so pissed off when uh, he spoiler loses. Spoiler: the He doesn't do very good. So the challenge is basically fried rice. Yeah. And you see them Which both is gathering the ingredients. Of the, the omelet in Europe, because in the fine yeah. Michelin star restaurants, you 
uh, as a test to become a chef, they make you make an omelet because that is like something that everyone knows. It's very simple, but also you can screw it up if you don't do it perfectly. So if you can't make an omelet, you can't work in a Michelin star restaurant. I'll tell you, I would not ever work in a Michelin star restaurant because my omelets are trash, but I love them. <laughs> I know, I love my garden. I omelets. love them. <laughs> my omelets <laughs> are made of love good. for me. I can't, look, I can't eat dairy. I am never going to be able oh. to make the best omelet because you have to put so much fucking, like, creme fraiche and stuff in there to make yeah. it good. Yeah, 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 to get it, like, real fluffy and, like, yeah, pillowy. Yeah. It's all the dairy. Yeah. That's all right. I'll just eat my <laughs> plain-ass naked eggs any day. <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong um, with that. <laughs> yeah. So, so, yeah, the fried they're, rice. <laughs> they're making it. And- yeah. They're making Start fried rice. You can, between the two of their you can immediately tell who knows how to make real fried rice because you see the fancy chef and he's going and he's getting all these fancy ingredients. Like he's going to get uh, some shrimps. He's going to get like all these different vegetables and seasonings and stuff. And then he's got fresh like rice. He's fresh, fresh he rice. He's boiling his fresh rice. He's or no, was it just made the rice was just freshly made I believe. oh okay it was just freshly made right just yeah. freshly made but he's kind of like freshening it up and making it all like moist and uh yeah our noodle girl she goes to the fridge gets day old rice starts frying it up in a wok and like the guy is like he's a using, wok yeah, what are you pan, yeah. what are you doing with a wok and i was like do you even i know you make fried rice in a fucking <laughs> wok my guy like i'm not i'm not a chef i'm not even close yeah. to a chef but if you're like and in still. a if you're in like a French style restaurant making uh, like Asian food, you probably would look down on the idea of using a wok because you would believe that the French techniques would be superior. Even, even oh god, I guess that's true. Something. So it's it's more of I think an arrogant a show of arrogance that he didn't use a wok. Like it's it's too beneath him because he's at a high end restaurant and it's woks would weird be for to like me the that common person like. But it's weird to me that woks are considered like the common person thing because they make such good food like yeah, well, yeah, yeah you shouldn't no chef should be above using yeah. well, any like type of the tool from generation to generation because yeah. they keep the flavor too if you like do it right so it's like these things are like are like family heirlooms and they have like generations worth of like flavor in them it's like that's amazing that's, that's so delightful yeah it's all it's pre-season it's like using a cast iron you know yeah like it's... yeah yeah exactly yeah that would be the western equivalent exactly and i think western it's just equivalent. because you know when people see that uh a, a normal poor person is using a walk so walk can be used for so many things that's why it's a common man's in like yeah tool. but i think you know in a high-end restaurant you want to differentiate yourself so i think if you see a, a normal person using a wok, you're like, well, I have to use something different because I'm a fancy chef, so I wouldn't use something that a normal person would use, so I'll use this. And it's like, well, so you probably should have just used the thing that the entire world uses for it because there's a reason why. There's a reason why it is being used. So, yeah, the, the sous chef is basically trying to make his fanciest version of fried rice mm-hmm. and ruins it in the process. Noodle yeah. Girl knows Sweet how to make the authentic fried rice the correct way. And basically... Um, the sous chef dude is kicked out and he puts up a huge fuss. He's like, she doesn't know what she's doing. Like, I'm from the fanciest restaurant in blah, blah, blah. Like, I know what I'm doing more than she does. And, uh, he's like, well, she knew to use day old rice and you Mm -hmm. didn't. So get out of here. Um, I don't think he even tastes her rice. Like he just kind of 
prods at it and is like, that seems accurate. Yours. Yeah, possibly. I don't remember if he does or not. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, He very well might not, which would make sense for a scene later down the road. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah. Fires. Yeah, now she now becomes, realizes that she becomes the new head of the fire department, essentially. She's in charge of fire duty, and she has to cook the fucking most expensive beef wagyu yeah this is probably A5, your favorite i think beef which is like a5 crazy ass expensive wagyu yeah i misunderstood because i thought she was like replacing the sous chef guy that's why i was like oh, okay nope i wrote this down all incorrectly yeah yeah no but, it was a fire uh, guy yeah, yeah. So she's, become, she's in charge of her for this and she has to specifically cook it and like no. cut and she he just chef paul just brings out this massive ass piece of it and like he slices it super paper thin. And oh my god. Then he just like tells her, you do it. And like every time she starts cutting, he's like, don't saw. And she's like, he tries again. He's like, I told you not to saw. He just keeps yelling at her more and more. And yeah. It escalates. Yeah. It, it, it escalates a lot. So yeah, she's basically... They, he explains that they're cooking this very fancy meal tomorrow and the the theme of it is flesh and blood oh, and it's going to be very bloody yeah, and she is shoe. in charge <laughs> she'll be in charge of the fire yeah she's in charge of the fire yeah. and her job her only job is to cook the A5 wagyu beef and you can see the fear in like everyone's eyes like oh fuck okay and yeah, uh it's the star yeah so of the plate you know like it's the star of the plate and he basically is like all right yeah doing the the, the training process of her basically just being abused and like yeah, yelled at by process. chef paul and she tries to cook this this cut meat and she fails over and over and over because like, it's such a thin piece it's, yeah fails in like 20 seconds it's already it's already too much. too cooked yeah overcooked and uh, so she ends up staying there all night practicing until uh, basically she day. wakes up in the kitchen with burn marks all over her arms. And uh, she basically has to uh, cook for Chef Paul and she does it perfectly. And it's like, okay, cool. So he basically cool, like, says nothing. She uses is so cool though. Cause like at first yeah, she's oh. like, she's just like, she keeps trying to like whisk it around in the walk. And that's where she keeps like failing is cause she keeps it inside the walk. But she realizes yeah. eventually what you have to do is just like drop it in and then immediately like bang it out so that it's like still like cooking from the heat of the walk, but it's like cooking in the fire as it's going up. And then it's yeah. done essentially when it's in the air and it's, it's like almost done so it's like oh yeah, crap it's like that's it. so simple but you would never know until you tried every other way and it's like well i might as well just throw it into the air and see what happens and you're like oh shit it's done it yeah works. so she figured it out finally and it's such a beautiful scene when she flips it and the camera yeah. goes straight Slow in mo. on it and like, yeah you flipped that goddamn wagyu beef you freaking did that you cooked that Wagyu beef. You're so proud of her with all uh, the burn marks and stuff. You're oh, like, I know. Yeah. She's also yeah, you freaking she's also did sweaty it. a lot of the movie, too. Like, she's just always sweaty really Sweaty and greasy and exhausted. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So at the dinner the next day, uh, they basically nail it. Like, cook it out nail of the park. It. <laughs> <laughs> it's a home run. It's a home run. And uh, she does very, very well. Um, yeah, we're all very proud of, of our noodle girl. And noodle then, girl. 
But then you get then another guy... amazing gluttonous uh, eating scene with the yes, wealthy. Yes, you do. So these scenes are always very memorable by how like gross they portray the people. It is very obvious that Chef Paul is really just making fun of rich people, yeah. but in the process, wanting to be one of them, which is kind of the the surprising well, thing you figure to, out later. Yeah, he but... wants to like rule over them. He wants to be like well, he wants like, to be like their leader, like respected yeah, by like, them. And he does explain yeah that later in the movie when he starts when you start to learn more about him, just like how what his thought process is on like how he wants to be viewed by these people. Like he wants to be viewed in a very specific way. He he hates them all. But, like, he also understands... Wants he, to be their god, basically. Yeah, he just wants to, like, make them suffer. He wants to be, like, their devil, essentially. Like, lure them in with, like, sweet promises and then just, like, make them, like, belittled. and like Look. Like, like he's more like Satan it. than he is God. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it is true. But they're all so, like, hedonistic and, well, like... And that's why it's perfect. Say, like, they are sinners. Like, they just... The gluttonous yeah. side of them is... They're so disgusting and, like... He wants to be on. their ruler of their shitty world. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He just wants to, yeah, like and like, you know, you can see the other side where it's like, oh man, you'd be so much happier if you just like left. But then like you just as you as it's cool because the contrast of like as the movie goes on. Well, like, we'll get into it later once the once we get to later in the movie. I don't want to start talking about that yet. Yeah. But yeah, we don't have to get there. But basically they there you just see many shots of them cooking this or eating yeah, this meal like which is basically down their face it's like oozing all this the... red blood and it looks like they're eating guts and like it's just like yeah. all the food is immediate all the beauty of the food is immediately ruined it's and immediately like no lost cares about like taking a moment to just take it in like appreciate that someone put all this effort into making this beautiful plate of food and then like taking little bites at a time so it's like oh, this is so good, I'm going to savor it. They're like, oh, they know they can eat more and more and more. And so they just shovel it in their faces. because Yeah, because they're so rich at that point that it's like you, you can afford it. anything in the world. You don't appreciate anything, yeah. yeah. But they, um, yeah, they, they made this dish. I'll just describe what the dish looked like. So it's on like this white plate and then they had like a gold plate underneath it. Uh, so it's and then in the center of it is just a red splatter like they just toss like a red sauce like it's bright red like the yeah. color of blood yeah, yeah. And they splatter it on the center of this white plate and then they just have like a circular piece of meat which is like i guess the way the way yeah it's very just red in the too, center of it it's still like so you see rare. them like eating it and it's just like flopping out of their mouths and like blood is like spraying it's like yeah, because they like pour. Yeah, I think disgusting. they pour some of the jus over top, so like when they eat it, yeah. it like bursts out of the steak and like just goes all over their faces and like it's like the yeah. grossest eating. It's I've pretty ever gross. Seen <laughs> in the movie for sure. Like they do a really good job yeah. of making the eating scenes very gross. It's like, oh, how could you like become yeah. that? Like how could like it's so foreign to an average person the idea that you could just it be that disgusting and not care about it. Yeah. So in addition to all of that, we find out, um, sorry to cut the sharp, that short. But... No, that was at the end of it. It's all good. That's the end of it. Okay. Um, yeah. So we have uh, a man called Mr. Tose is one of the guests. I'm probably pronouncing that very like Western. Mr. Toast. Not Toast. Mr. Toss. Mr. Toast. I don't think his name is Mr. Toast. Mr. Toast. Probably like Mr. Toe. Mr. Toe. Oh, it's oh, like yeah, T-O-S. Yeah. 
Okay, yes, yes. Mr. Yeah. Toast. Mr. I'm just going to call him Mr. Toast. So, Mr. Toast comes. Yeah. Just picture, I just picture like a giant piece of toast with like Mr. Peanut uh, uh, Man's arms and he has like a top hat and a monocle. He's like, hello, my name's Mr. Toast. This movie has taken quite the left-hand turn. Okay. Uh, so, Mr. Toast arrives and... Uh, so he's one of the guests whom uh, we find out wanted to sponsor Chef Paul, but Chef Paul refused. And at the end of the dinner, after it went so well, uh, he approaches Noodle Girl with his business card, um, basically saying if she ever wants anything in the future to contact him. It's like implying that he basically wants her to yeah. like leave Reach Chef out Paul. on her own. He'll sponsor her. He'll sponsor her, yeah. So meanwhile, uh, Noodle Girl still is working with her family at the family business at home. Yeah, she's going back and, when, and forth, um, and that like she goes back and forth. But you she's can kind to get of a little see, big in her head. yeah, you can see that transition starting to happen a little bit. Like her brother, I think, is like eating lunch with her, and he's just has like his like fishball soup or he, whatever he's it pig is. Pig prodding feet. He's like, I love pig's feet. It's like, what's wrong with you? You don't yeah. like and organs. He's like, I love organs. Like, you know, you're too good for it now, huh? <laughs> and yeah, she's exactly. trying to make she's, pork chops. She's she's trying to make her own dish at this point. Like she's feeling like high on herself after doing yeah. her like walk stuff. So she's trying to make her own pork chop dish. And she's like bought a nice piece of meat for it. And she's like doing all this stuff to it. And then her brother's like, "What are you doing all that crap for?" It's like I'm just gonna eat my deep meal. I love this shit. Yeah, yeah. And you can tell it's super underappreciated by everyone there. And um, she doesn't understand why. But like you know, people take a bite of it and they're like. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. And then they go back to their meal and they're like, mm, yeah, oh, that's good. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Well, like, they're clearly noodles? much yeah, more <laughs> they're much like, more excited oh, about the noodles. noodles than they are about, uh, like, this, like, very, like, fancy-looking cut of meat. Well, and also, it's like, it's just a pork chop. Like, you're not going to be satisfied off just eating a pork chop. That's not a meal. Yeah, that's a piece of meat. Exactly. Like, but they're eating, like, a whole meal that's meant to satisfy you and, like, fuel you through the day. And that's like you know one of the lines down the road when he, he's like, uh, "Poor people eat to satisfy, to uh, to live, and then rich people just have hunger, and it never goes away, and it only yeah. grows." It's that's a very sad outlook on life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so we have like a, a little cute moment after this, though. Uh, Tone takes Noodle Girl on a fishing trip. Yeah, teach her it's more like, about food. Cute, oh, it's so cute. <laughs> yeah, and they're like all they're like doing they're they're getting some fish and like some lobster seafood and all that stuff, yeah. and they serve them up to some locals on this island, and it's just like very cute. It shows their like mutual interest towards each other. Yeah. It's like it's 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 like a nice they're little like cute passion. date. And, like she gets, yeah. she gets introduced to all these experiences that she's never had before. So yeah, yeah. that's cool. Good times. Um, and back in the kitchen, Noodle Girl arrives after her Wagyu beef experience and is demoted to like line cook, I think, right? She like um, so I think she has to make sauces or something. Like she's it's like a very low or salad, something really low on the totem pole. Yeah. Um, and after she's clearly annoyed, Chef is it basically is like, Oh, so you think you can chop as good as uh, this guy over here? Well give it a go. <laughs> so she tries and immediately, like, cuts her finger because she doesn't know how to chop properly. So yeah. it's like, yeah, come on, like, like chill yeah. a little bit. Yeah, like, yeah, you ego. figured out how to cook Wagyu beef. 
congratulations, but you are not better than anyone in this kitchen, and you should never think that you are. Yeah, she so, learns that lesson. Yeah. And, yeah, and also in the uh, her motivation is kind of spelled out when uh, Chef Paul does ask her. I think earlier on, it's like, "Why are you? Why are you here?" And she's like, "I, yeah, I that's want right. to be special. I want. I want." Yeah. And he's like, "Oh, okay. Well, if you want to be special, then you better fucking get good." And so her motivation is to definitely be recognized at this point, much like Chef Paul's motivations. Yeah. So there's more, more cooking, more cooking for rich assholes. Like we see them all this like fancy, fancy house. It's like in like on the top of a mountain and like this rainforest. And there's all these hedonistic, like 20 year olds that are just, Half naked and bathing Yeah, suits. they're like in the pool. Hanging out like, yeah, pools. Chef Paul. And they like, like this is when you really Taking start to photos. realize. This, this is where it kind of like yeah. puts into your head that like, is the food actually tasty? And I think in this cooking moment, one of the sous chefs even asked that. It's like, do they, it's like, is Chef Paul's food as good as people think it is? Or is it just because they think it should be that good because it's who yeah. he is? Yeah. And because literally in this one, he like, creates these like tubes of flesh that look like a gross pale penis and puts ants all around it and it's filled with yeah. a white liquid yeah. when the guy bites into it it looks like someone just jizzed all over his face yeah like, it's very on the nose that that's extremely insulting if you eat something and it looks like that like you think for sure that they're gonna be like disgusted by it but they're just like oh it's so good they're all doing it just because it's him and the whole time he's just standing there like staring at daggers into all of their eyes oh my god it's absolutely absurd and you can tell like like from a viewer's perspective you're like this looks like the most horrific life like to be uh, serving people like this yeah. and to think that that they even give a sh- single shit about you is just yeah. like it's absurd but uh like noodle girl is kind of like you can <laughs> tell she still kind of wants that life like she wants to keep moving up yeah she wants to be more than what she is now like but it, it becomes very clear that they're just like oh don't you get it like we'll we'll never be those people like, we will always be the ones serving those people. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and I don't think she was, like, willing to accept that. She's like, I don't know. Like, yeah, uh, no. Chef Paul is, like, doing pretty good. They're like, yeah, they yeah, recognize they like Paul. him, so he's part of their world. And it's like, um, yeah. He has That's when motivation. you sort of start <laughs> to see, like, some gears are starting to move in her head. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah. And she's also starting to become... Uh, increasingly distant from her family root, roots at this yeah, point. Like, yeah. she's less and less involved in the family kitchen, and she's just really focusing on being, like, this high-end chef at this point. Yeah. Um, Tone the, and Noodle... The scene, hmm? Have we gone to the scene yet where they the guy, where you find out someone's stealing food? From That's the... a little later, okay. yeah. Pretty soon. Yeah. Um, because now Tone and Noodle Girl have a cute little cooking date at 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 his place and things get a little bit steamy and uh this part where they like start making out while they're like uh marinating meat and their hands are in the marinade with the meat and then they start rubbing each other's face with the like raw meat marinade and i was like no no that's gonna that's gonna make your guys infected (laughs) Don't touch each other's mouths. Don't touch each other. 
And it's just like all over their faces, and you can see like pieces of parsley on their fingers. I was like so distracted. Yeah, I was like, oh, this is kind of like it's cute, but it's gross. Yeah. I had a little rinse first. So then immediately after this, we're back in the kitchen and uh, Chef discovers that somebody stole from from da, him. Da, da. Da, da, da. And this guy is basically... very well into the point you were just making about the class's barrier. Yes. Yeah. So he basically... Uh, he's one of the, the the cooks stole from the kitchen and he owns up to it eventually because i mean he would have been found out regardless but he's like well all these rich people get to eat like this nice food like why can't we it's like well if you want me to cook for you then you have to pay me to cook for you because yeah. otherwise it's not happening so <laughs> this isn't for yeah. you this isn't for this like, isn't this for is you food for yeah. us it's like yeah this is not our life. This like that's not our life. We, this is who we are. It's like he oh, barely. God. This is where you kind of start to see like he has a very like black and white attitude of classes and yeah, and is very like of the mindset that like you are born into that class. It isn't something that you can achieve on your own. It's like you, you're either in it or you're not, and you will never be a part of it if you're not. Yeah. And things just keep kind of going downhill from here. Because the next thing we see oh, is they're cooking yet another personal, meal, but they're cooking personal meal. Cooking... This one seems sweeter though. Deceiving. Yeah, this this one seems very personal. Like it seems like maybe it's like a friend of Chef Paul or something. It's a very poor area because... of town that they're in. Like very different they're... from their normal extravagant uh, settings that they're in. Yeah. And they all they were um, hired to do is just to make like a soup for the whole family, mm-hmm. and Chef Paul sips like some of the broth to test it beforehand, and immediately well, pours it out like daughter. super there's pissed a cute off. Little girl though that they introduce first, where she's like, "Hi guys!" Oh yeah, that's right. A princess outfit, and she's like, yeah. and like Noodle Girl gives her like a little chocolate aperitif to start, and she like eats, and he's like, "Oh yummy, thank you." And that's the only yeah. time in the movie that you see someone eat his food and not turn into a psychopath. Like the innocence of youth, she just like yeah. enjoys the one bite and that was it for her. And she's like, okay, thank yeah. you. And it's thank like, you. oh, finally. It's just like in the in the face of a child, you finally get a little reprieve. Finally, finally, yeah. And but so yeah, sweet. so Chef Paul is tasting the soup uh, in the kitchen and immediately tosses out all the broth. And he's like, there's seafood in this. There's, there's, uh, I taste, um, shrimp. Yeah. Shrimp. And, uh, they're like, that, that's impossible. Like, we cooked this fresh and there's no shrimp in the recipe. Like, we yeah. did this ourselves. And he's like, no, I tasted it. It's in there. And other people are tasting it. It's like, that's impossible. Find out one of the, uh, well, well, well we he, find he, this he, out like, later, but he, like, whips together, like, his, like, his consomme out of like a bunch of like noodle packages he's like like, together and like try to taste it he just boils water and just like yeah basically makes consomme out of noodle packets and then serves it to them 
There's like little bits of parsley. Like he made it look fancy. And so yeah, it's like, yeah. It like looks little really nice. And stuff. Like that was the nicest yeah. looking noodle packet soup I've ever seen. And the little girl loved Absolutely. it. Absolutely. She I liked think, it. Yeah. And it probably was, she probably actually ironically probably liked, would have liked that one more over the fancy one. Just because it, as a kid, you want the garbage thing. You want the, the you one do. pack Yeah. You salt. want the salty MSG. Yeah. You yeah. want that. So it's like. Uh, but after. He gets back in the kitchen. He's like, who did this? Who? Well, he thinks it's Tone put... at first because Tone was in charge yeah. of it. And he's like, why the oh, hell yeah. did you put shrimp in it? But he's like, we made it at the restaurant. There's no way I could have added shrimp to it. And then so he tastes the yeah. base stock. And that's when yeah. he realizes, oh, shit, my fucking Uncle Tom or whatever is Uncle Dan. He's like, yeah. you motherfucker. And <laughs> describe yeah. what happens and... next. <laughs> And Uncle Dan stabs uh, Chef Paul. Yeah. He's just like, yeah, you don't really know why he did it, but you just Chef know Paul that Paul yells he at gets... him pretty intense. Like, he, like, oh, yeah, forces he does. him to stab him because of how horrible things he says to him. Like, just how he's yelling yeah. at him about, like, like how uh, he's like, you think you're better than me? He's like, you're never better. He's like, and you couldn't even get better because you're so fucking lazy and all these people, younger kids are better than you now and you're so jealous oh, yeah. as sitting there and you're just jealous that the noodle girl's better than you. Yeah. He just exactly. gives him a little stab in the gut and then runs away. And you find out that the little girl has a severe life-threatening allergy to shrimp. So yeah. that's why this is an issue. Yeah, yeah. she would have died. She would have died. Um, yeah. So that is pretty uh yeah. pretty Paul's bad. go to the hospital and after being Chef stabbing. And you find out that he's a very, very lonely man who has no one to look after him because yes. no one's at the hospital. He's like, and, and Noodle Girl asks, hey, does he have like, any family? He's like, no, there's nobody. Nobody has visited him. And so she goes, she actually has like this home cooked meal for him and I was like, that's very sweet, but I don't know if I'd give him my personally cooked food because I know he'd hate it. Like it's just yeah. I don't know. Well, and I so think, she uh Yeah. She really, gives him yeah, this reaction interesting. Sorry. I like his reaction to it. I'm glad that she did because you do get an interesting reaction out of him. Um and uh he basically he's like, Yeah, it's uh what did he say? I think um she finds out that basically his main drive to be a good chef has nothing to do with the love put into the food. And it's basically everything well, she, to yeah. do with status well, and she asked the him, power like, oh, that it gives you. you. Like what inspired, what inspired yeah. you to become a chef? And he tells a very deeply depressing story. <laughs> yes. So he tells a story about when he was a child, how he always wanted to eat. It was like fish row. Fish, fish caviar, Cav like black caviar, caviar like yeah, like black caviar, and uh, assuming it must be the most delicious food in the world because only rich people are allowed to eat it. Yeah. And so he ends up like taking some and it breaks. Like I think little, his mom was like a, a rich cleaner. Punk. Like it's like yeah, right. Thief! And he freaks out and drops it by accident because that little fucking asshole in the blazer snitches on him. Snitches on him. So as they're like cleaning it up. Um, he tastes a little bit of it and realizes that rich people like food that tastes like shit. Yeah, like, I realize it tastes like shit. And like, also, there's like this really brutal scene, like right before that, where the rich mom is just like screaming at Chef Paul's mom, and just Chef Paul's just standing there crying as a little child, just like yeah. staring at it, watching it. 
and like as his mom just gets hit and like yelled at and like he explains how it's like it took her months to pay for that and yeah i then on top of that i had we had to clean it up afterwards you know and it's just and that's the other shit part comes in and that's when you realize that he all he wants is to yeah just become what they hunger for because when you become that rich you no longer you have an appetite that's insatiable it will never stop mm-hmm. growing and so he always wants to be that thing that they yearn for to fill their emptiness with so that he can yeah. mock the shit out of them with his food yeah yeah and he immediately also when he's cooking or eating the the noodle dish he immediately knew what they cooked it with he was like ah yeah. Yeah, it's the KY sauce and miso paste. Exo sauce. And the exo sauce, there yeah. you go. Yeah, yeah, exo yeah. sauce and the new or miso paste. Yeah, like, oh, yeah, yeah. New from one bite? <laughs> like, yeah, it's just cooking with love is an excuse that people in poverty use when they can't afford real ingredients. Yeah. It's like, fuck. <laughs> really... The and one like... person that shows up for you. This is how yeah. you treat her. Well, and because in traditionally in movies, like I, the first time I watched this, like this was this is the point in movies where it's like, oh, this is the turning point of the gruff character. This is where the young, naive, like driven character with like chutzpah is going to turn around that grizzled old grumpy, uh, like talented chef or character that will now see a new light and they'll together like take on the world. But instead, you just realize it just becomes darker and worse and like he doesn't appreciate anything she did for him and he doesn't give a shit gives and, no shits and yeah like yeah he takes zero like appreciation away from her. i don't think he thanks her i don't think he no. really says anything nice about what she did that he appreciates it in any way he just explains that he believes poor people are like wastes of time because they're not driven enough to get out of poverty but also he hates rich people because they don't appreciate the wealth that they have so like he's just like a man alone because yeah he only believes in poor and rich and he hates both of them so yeah like wow you are like a void of a human like a black like, hole what a sad a life what a sad so life to be living just spreads misery and- that's like his whole existence is like to spread misery it's so like wow you are truly an evil person like you actively know that you are like just making people worse and you want that to occur like you want to just be that terrible person so yeah he's really not a nice guy old chef it's not a nice guy and um yeah almost immediately after as well things are still going poorly uh, Noodle Girl finds out her father is sick and has to go to the hospital, and there's a huge wait, um, and he barely gets in in time, and is just, like, yeah. in surgery. Like, it's pretty pretty awful. And, like, it well, seems like the, the, it's like a really the situation stark contrast, because that bad. happens right after, like, oh, she visits yeah. Chef Paul, who's in, like, a super nice, like, private, quiet room. It's super big, has a nice view. He's taken care of in nice clothes, and then it cuts to the poor person hospital, and it's just, like, a goddamn free-for-all where there's just a horde of people in this emergency room. There's like 20 people all screaming at this one nurse and the noodle girl just charges in and starts screaming, what about my dad? And yeah. It's just like, and then it cuts to like Not a room good. where she's, he's in like a room with hundreds of other people in beds. And it's such a stark contrast. Like very uh, depressing. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, and then we also find out that the family they previously served the 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 soup were all shot dead. They were all shot dead in like almost immediately after, basically. Yep, like they were still sitting that. down. So there was something there. Someone wanted them to die, basically. Well, he, no, so I'm well, assuming. Well, no, he was an architect who had a shitload of debt and that he couldn't pay off. So he decided that the better thing to do was to kill his family and himself to save them from the debt. Fuck. So, yeah, pretty brutal way to go. So he intentionally killed his own daughter because of his debts that he couldn't pay off. So that's like, yeah, it's really fucked up thinking when you start to like. Because, you know, in his mind, he's like. Oh, I'm saving them from the debts that I have. So if I if I don't kill them, they'll have to deal with the debt. So I have to kill them with me. And it's like, oh, you scumbag! Like, yep, yeah, kill everyone. Just yeah. fantastic. The dad kills his whole family and himself. Bummer. Yep. So the shrimp becomes and... a little null and void at that point. Yeah, <laughs> at that <laughs> point, yeah. yeah. Like, and oh, uh, she's gonna die anyways. La, la, la. So now, Noodle Girl, um, still kind of like stressed out about life. Obviously, she uh, she joins the cooks on an excursion into the jungle, not fully understanding. Like mm. she doesn't know what this is about. But they get there, and she realizes that their jobs is to basically kill and cook wild endangered animals. Yeah. So there's like two cans and like. All these, yeah. Like, I don't know what the bird is, but it has like a really endangered. interesting beak, like a big thing on top of it. And... Yeah, it looks like a toucan. I don't know if yeah. it is a toucan, but, but she, uh... she specifically says it's like this is illegal to kill that bird, so it's probably like an endangered, yeah. protected species of some kind. Yeah. So and like of course, like you hear so many stories. Well, you see so many examples of like rich people hunting like rhinos and lions and shit like that. So it's like it's the kind of same disgusting behavior that those people do, like wanting to have something special because you're friggin' rich enough to afford it. Like, ugh. yeah. So yeah, she basically decides that it's the last straw of cooking yeah. for Chef Paul, and is just like, I can't do this. Like, this is illegal. I'm not. I am not going to be part of this. And yeah. he's like, Well, if you're not going to be part of this, then leave. She's like, Okay. So she just left. She just oh. quit basically. And, um, Contact yeah, but she Mr. still Toast. needs, still needs some money, uh, <laughs> to, to support her sick father now. Um, and so she calls Mr. Toast and she makes her own restaurant and yes. it's kind of like this I, little uh, montage. It's called Burn yeah. or something. Or... <laughs> yeah, it's called Burn and she's kind of becoming famous because she's like this, this cute lady that is like able to conquer the flame of the walk and so it's like but it's super the, cool just getting big on the media Mr. toast is very in on like the multimedia side of it where you yes, realize he's a marketer quickly that it may not be so important what her food tastes like versus what people think her food yeah. will taste like and he, he promotes is... her very specifically to be this young and quirky young cute chef who has fire and you know and so yeah. she's very specifically you... typecast so you're not quite sure if she is as good as she thinks she is yes so you realize very quickly that it's she was chosen mostly because of how she looks and also kind of her niche in being good at at fire yeah. stuff so it's like 
very marketable, and the, she's the a good, good cook, of course. Well, like, you know, like from the good backstory. To, you know. So it's just very marketable, and I don't think she really realizes this at this moment. And yeah. so she's kind of going along with it. She's really working hard to create her craft. Mm-hmm. Um, she gets her business up and running, but while doing this, she's of course neglecting her family. Now she's kind of like um, neglecting. Um, tome like yeah. it seemed like they had sort of like a romance going but yeah, it's yeah. kind of they like kind of not separated. really happening anymore um so there's yeah there's some resentment there um but uh she finds out pretty soon that she is given this opportunity to cook for this famous socialite Mama Milk or something. in the area <laughs> yeah she, it, we don't really know anything about her but she's just this very very Sounds rich like- socialite yeah, it sounds the like an area. Instagram famous thing, like something, something yeah. milky or something. You know, very weird. Yeah, like Miss Milk, Miss Milky, yeah. Miss Milky. And it's like well, okay. The, the, yeah, and uh, do we? Yeah, okay. So then, uh, yeah, they tell him about that. Then there's the visit that she has. Is that that comes after that, right? Yeah. So she finds out about that, and then she has a visit um, with Chef Paul mm-hmm. to like kind of like. Have him taste some of her meals, and she genuinely wants to yeah, hear makes, his thoughts. She makes a full meal for him, even though the restaurant's closed. He just walks in. She's literally talking on the phone to her to her brother, who is sitting in front of the restaurant that is closed. Temp, temper says temporarily closed because they don't have her anymore, and the dad had a heart yeah. attack, so they can't even make money off the restaurant anymore. So. He's like, you know, everyone says you've changed, but I know deep down that you're still a good, you're still the person I know. And so I just hope, you know, I see you sometime. And she's like, oh, I have to go. And he's like, okay, bye. And then she sees Chef Paul and immediately prioritizes this person that she knows has killed and cooked, like, endangered animals over her own family. Like, just the immediate rejection of her family. It's like, ooh, it's cold. Pretty rough. Yeah. You realize very quickly that uh, Chef Paul doesn't give a shit about her food. He sits down and sh- and does and it's just like it doesn't matter point? what Wait. I think. Yeah. <laughs> doesn't matter what I think because all that matters now are what the people think that you cook for. It's yeah. not up to me. It's like it's up to the people to like decide whether or not you're worthy basically yeah. and it's like what the fuck does that mean like yeah. i'm not asking about what other people think i'm asking about what you think my food tastes yeah. like and he doesn't care he doesn't care to answer well, and, then, and then he's he says he's like oh he's like oh it's like from now on the only thoughts that you will have in your head is when will i fall off the edge when will i fail how can I stay relevant? Am I too old? And it's like you, it's like, it's like you will lose everything. And it's really interesting because when she's talking to her brother, he, she says, he asks her, when are you coming home? She's like, I don't know. I've just started. And he's like, oh, okay. And then Chef Paul says, he's like, you will lose so much. You've already lost tone. You've already lost your family. And yeah. You will lose so much more. You have just started. <laughs> yeah. So it's like reiterating it. It's like it's so a, well done, but it's complete, just yeah, so sad. Yeah, just like sad. the reverse perspective of what 
she's dreaming the idealistic version and he's given him like giving her the raw reality of what she will become like you're going to become me yeah you have no choice if you continue down this path exactly so it's very depressing and then um you get now we get to the the show we get to the i guess like this is the rocky versus apollo creed boxing match fight it's like because Chef Paul says, he's like, you know what? I'm going to be there, too. So he's like, you didn't yeah. think it was just going to be you there. We're both going to be there competing head to head. Yep. Yep, exactly. And so she thought that she was kind of the person invited. Yeah. She didn't realize oh, that yeah. there she, was Her ego gets chefs. a little butthurt about that. She's like, I thought I was the And Mr. Toast also says she was personally invited to this oh, yeah. by, by uh, yeah. Madame Milky or whatever. Yeah. And, yeah. and uh she gets there and she's like making i don't know she's like preparing some stuff and the milky lady comes over <laughs> and is like she's like oh are you one of uh uh chef paul's uh cooks oh, and she's like yeah. uh, excuse me bitch no <laughs> but like she can't say anything but it's very obvious that this person has no idea who she is so yeah. she did not personally ask for mm-hmm. Noodle Girl because she doesn't know who she is. So yep. you're just like, oh fuck, okay. It's all lies. This is not good. And it's like, um, yeah, you can almost see like her her like her actual like inner monologue kind of like being like, okay, this isn't right. It's like you're getting like used, but it's like she still wants to do it. Like her ego just kind of She still wants her. to do it. She's there, so she's gonna do it. She's gonna do her best. And she starts it off with a very like lovely, like earnest meal that she makes beautifully like some seafood the guests seem to really enjoy it and then it just like the the lighting turns red and it's just interrupted by (laughs) chef paul's like horrendous meal it's It's so gross the most intense prepping of a meal i've ever seen portrayed in a movie All he does, he's got, like, this giant meat carcass that is lowered from the ceiling, and it's, like, been aged or something. Yeah, like, on a he giant just, like... metal chain. It's, like, <laughs> it's like slow, because he... also the theme of the whole party seems to be, like, very medieval, like, hedonistic, like, er, yeah. like ancient Roman, ancient Greece orgies, sort of Roman shit. Like, something. really creepy bohemian stuff. And so, yeah, yeah. it's, like, a big, giant... Ro- huge i think it's probably like half a cow that's what they lowered yeah half a cow so she so anyway yeah it's lowered down and and chef paul just walks up to it with a machete and just starts slicing it and it's just like and it's just like it's so like just insane animalistic like cavemen and he just tears off meat and throws it at the guests, and they just start eating well, no, no, it like no, they're no, a bunch of well, wild though, animals. Like, he, he, no, he slashes it, then he starts throwing uh, spices on it, like throwing oh, it all right, over okay. it, and then he <laughs> he lights the whole thing on fire, and it's a giant burning pillar of half a cow in full flames. Just and it's like lights up the whole room and it's just burning and it's like it looks like the burning of like an effigy at like some sort of again like hedonistic ritual where you're like worshiping like some sort of cow god and it's like you're just gonna start having like a creepy orgy around it or something like it's all like very 
like off-putting and then yeah he like you see big slabs of meat come down and it's all cooked and he starts giving it to people and at first like milky lady is like mm, she takes like a little bite and she's like ooh, a little grease falls down and there's like wow yeah they just start eating it like they're animals oh it's and, so uh... gross and like all the grease from the Bats just running all over, and they they're all like pristine looking before this too, and then they start they getting are. grosser and grosser as like they eat more of this food. Yeah, and then and then it's kind of like I don't know. First, it sort of seems like Chef Paul is like the storm cloud of like darkness, <laughs> yeah. and then the lights turn back to like yeah. their normal yellowy glow, and then it's just like okay, uh, and then Noodle Girl starts like making. Yeah. her next dish and the crowd slowly goes over to her and it sort of seems like at first like oh maybe she's actually gonna like win this thing because <laughs> she makes like the nicest she ends up going back to her roots yeah like, she, she makes her family dish with love and it's yeah. like it looks so good and they she put it the into like dish, right that's the next one like she the... makes the noodle dish yeah that she gave yeah Chef she Paul. just yeah that she gave chef paul and it's like she explains to everyone that the, sometimes the best meals are the ones that you've had with family mm-hmm. as a kid when you're hungry and you need you need comfort. And so she tells like this really loving story to everyone. And everyone seems like very touched. Mm-hmm. And then Chef Paul makes like the most insulting dish, and oh. it's literally just like broth. But it's like it's well, specifically the broth that they that he gave to the little girl before she died. It's the exact same meal. So it's like, hey, bitch, you remember the meal you served for that little girl before she got her brains blown out? Throwing you off the game. (laughs) It's just like the noodle packets or whatever. It's so tasteless. Like, it's just like, and no one would know except for him and her. So it's very directed right at her. Very insulting. Fuck you. Yeah. So he pours, like, the noodle packet soup into, like, these tiny bowls. And he's like... You know what I always like after eating a bunch of grease? Some nice refreshing soup. And they're in like these gold like uh, bowls. Because something that you hear one of the guests say after they have the noodle dish is like, it tastes really good, but the presentation's a little sloppy. Yeah, like, yeah. just like, oh God, nice. guys. And so then they have like this noodle packet broth in a gold <laughs> Uh, but because it's in bowl. a gold bowl, it's fancy. They're like, so ooh, it's, it's so good. good. Ooh, delicious. Um, so it's just like very insulting. Yeah. And, and very showing of the people they're serving. And just Yeah. And while this is happening, while they're eating, like drinking the soup broth, Chef Paul walks over to Noodle Girl and is just like, something that you are never going to be able to overcome is the people's biases towards people they already know that they like so therefore like she's never gonna win because they (laughs) they already know they already know who he is they already love him they were never going to claim her to be a winner no matter how good she is it's just like oh my god this guy's (laughs) an awful piece of shit (laughs) the problem is he's not wrong either he's just he's not wrong he's just got a terrible perspective in life Yeah. yeah He's helping um, perpetuate his own like belief in them. Like he could be better than that and not help make it worse, but he doesn't. So yeah, yeah. he's <laughs> so yeah. And at this point, um, as this, you think that all is lost, basically. Yeah. 
all of these like dings, done. <laughs> all these dings pop up on everybody's phone, and you see that there's actually a bunch of footage Two that's been released to the like, public. We would like to question you. <laughs> police officers walk in. They're trying to question Chef Paul, and everyone looks on their phones and they see that there's video footage of Chef Paul basically killing and serving endangered animals and it's super legal and uh, they're everyone is shocked and disgusted Uh um and it turns out that it was mr toast and uh tone that basically banded together though because he's like this is how you want to win this is how you want to beat me and he's like I don't, it doesn't even matter if I, I, people like me don't go to jail. I will be out and free and this will make me even more popular. So thank you because now more of them will want me to cook for them. I will not have to suffer for anything I have done. And then he gets just dragged off and she's crying because she didn't want it to go that way. She wanted to like beat him like fair and square and yeah. And uh, yeah, then you find out it's Tone, and Mr. Toast has like the meanest thing to say yeah. about Tone, which is like deeply depressing about how it's like he, it's like because uh, a noodle girl earlier on asked Mr. Toast if uh, she could sponsor Tone because Tone's restaurant wasn't doing well and he went out on his yeah. own but was failing. And so he's like, oh yeah, so I talked with uh, Tone and we made a deal. And it turns out that uh, Mr. Toast tells, noodle girl that the only thing that tone has to offer is this video that he took of uh chef paul cooking the bird and so you what he got his restaurant because he helped me sell out chef paul and so you realize that tone took the path that she has realized she shouldn't take and she's deeply and she starts looking around and she like all of a sudden you just hear like it's like, oh, it's time for the Spartacus kiss dance or something. And then all these greased men, muscular men come out wearing like little golden Speedos. And then they all start dancing and they all like just start throwing the food away. And like, it's just lying everywhere. And then you realize exactly what Chef Paul was saying, where it's like, no one was going to win this. He doesn't give a shit about competing because there isn't a, there isn't a winner in this, like, they're never going to be satisfied. It's not like they're going to be like, oh, now I don't have to worry because I've had this yeah. move. It's like, it doesn't matter. And that's why Chef Paul no is trying cares. to tell her the whole yeah. movie. And I think in that moment, she just becomes deeply depressed and she just walks out and goes on her like little, she just leaves. She goes on her little soul walk through like the poor streets of Thailand. And yeah. They shoot a lot of like really raw but- footage of like, I'm pretty sure real homeless people and just seeing the poverty that people live in. Yeah. It's like, Oh man, the stark contrast to like all the food that they leave out and don't even eat, and then you see these poor people on the streets, just like yeah, it's very depressing. So like rats, but that realization kind of it it helps Mm -hmm. Noodle Girl get back to her roots, and she finally goes back to the the Mon Pa shop, the noodle shop, and um, like walks through the night to go back there, just kind of. Thinking. reconnects thinking and she realizes her mistakes and that she really does care about food but she cares about food she doesn't want to cook for people that yeah. don't appreciate her yeah she cares about her, her food, family so... too she doesn't want to like throw away yeah. her, her happiness and so... her love of her family just so that she can be a famous chef exactly. so she eventually decides to reopen the restaurant with them and it ends with her being like this is my restaurant and 
this that's is where I'm going to make my menu. This is, <laughs> this she is where she, yeah, that's right. This is where I want to make my menu. And it's yeah. like, oh, okay, and cool. So now the family's involved. The, the, how there's like a system in place and you have to work within the system if you want to become a famous chef. And then she says like, we're going to change the system here. It's going to start here. So it's like, yeah, it's optimistic that she's, yeah. she's going to use her skills and her heart to win the day. <laughs> win the day with her noodles. With you her go, noodles. noodle girl. Girl, so yeah. so yeah, it has a happy ending after it's a two and a half hour experience. We it's a long it <laughs> movie. It's long. Yeah, it is a long movie. I think it helps in like just trying to skim over the movie and just get the basic points out because yeah. like it's a lot. But uh, it's a it's a really cool movie and it yeah. makes me really want to eat like noodles and go to Thailand. Oh, for sure. If anything, this movie will make you hungry. Like this is a good movie to watch with a big old bowl of noodles. And yeah, no, it's, it's I was surprised. It's definitely one of my favorite movies I've watched this year, I would say, because it came out oh, cool. uh, this year and definitely my favorite foreign film i've watched and so yeah it's on netflix so definitely give it a watch if uh, you want to watch yeah. a, and it, it go it's very well paced i would say like i'm never i was never bored watching it like there's always no a there's a lot out. that happens i'd say like they i think they could have cut some things out of it because it did yeah. feel like there's some disjointed moments for sure like as i'm writing it out i'm like oh yeah this happens then this happens and this ha like it's not necessarily all needed yeah, but it is an yeah. interesting thing. It's an interesting watch for sure. Yeah, you could definitely probably even cut out most of the romance subplot, like, and just have them like respected coworkers. You know, they don't. It's really still cute though. Need to have marinara yeah. makeout section. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. these are nitpicky yeah. things. The movie is really enjoyable if you haven't watched it before, really and good. if you're not too snooty to watch it with subtitles. I would say please do because yeah, it's the worth watching, like, damn it. <laughs> the English dubs are are not good. I wouldn't recommend. I tried it for a second and it was like, nope, I can't. <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh, English Sorry dubs to the, the the voice actors that did it, but it's like it's just not even comparable. They so. can't capture like the, the tone that you're trying to convey and the character. Pretty hard. It. Yeah. Yes, this is, yeah, I've never seen it done well in a live action movie. It's always awful. <laughs> But yeah, check out Hunger if you're hungry for a cooking movie. And thank you all for uh, following us on our trilogy on food horror-ish movies. <laughs> thank yeah. you, Emma, for indulging my uh, my food uh, love. Uh, no, <laughs> this, uh, I jammed it all it, into it these was three movies. <laughs> definitely enjoyable. So we'll be back with a more regular horror movie for the next one. Yes. But, uh, See you guys next time. Bye. Bye-bye. All right, podcast's over. I don't want to be here anymore. <laughs>